0: Welcome back to another episode of the wonderful, the Arsenio ZSL podcast, and I'm your crazy ass host as always, Mr. Arsenio, and here I am today, talking about cultural differences. See, people, I'm going to hurry up and give you a nice little glimpse. And writing The Waves of Culture, it's a book, communications expert, Fons. okay, can't say the last name, forget about it. He showed us how different cultures have different discussion styles. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to talk about these three different types of cultures and the three different types of styles that it has along with it. Now, culture number one is basically there are long silences and no interruption. Culture number two, there are short silences with some interruption. Culture number three, there are no silences and absolute full-on constant interruption. So when we look at meetings and the different things you, you, you know, e- even podcasts, okay, you got, uh, all of you, and again, a lot of you are new. I got oh my God, man, 13,000 cities. Honestly, I'm just like one of those people who I just can't believe that I've been able to achieve this, and I've already said it on my previous podcast and whatnot, but, you know, approaching that half million is just right around the corner. And I know that going up to 1 million and then continuing onward, the impact that I have on people's lives, it's just unbelievably gratifying. And this is what I'm just so in tune and so unbelievably excited about. And I've been So fortunate to speak to different individuals and have podcasts with different individuals, not only on this podcast, but on my personal development podcast, on the joint podcast I had back then called Motivational Mentors uh, that I hosted with another podcast host. And I've been, uh, sometimes as a podcast, I think there were only about two of them uh, that I had extreme difficulty I mean, a extreme difficulty being able to answer questions or whatnot, uh, or not just ask questions because the silences were just too often. And I've also listened to other podcasts, such as Gary V, who constantly interrupts everyone and they're never able to get into the flow of anything. And other podcast hosts like the boss, I think it's called Boss Baby, Boss something. Boss Baby's a cartoon, right? Uh, some kind of boss woman podcast. I have no idea. But the constant interruption is so difficult. And you become, as a listener, so frustrated with the constant interruption. Like not being able to get the thought across. But you guys may have heard me speak to Ebru. And me and her, we know exactly when we need to, you know, give our two cents. And you're going to hear it in another podcast, if it hadn't already debuted yet. Um, as a matter of fact, it probably already debuted with uh, Kim Kim coming back after four years. Me being so grateful for the, you know, the simple fact that she is back and she's in such a beautiful place. Just amazing. I hope you guys absolutely love that podcast. But nonetheless, in saying that, there are people that I love to speak to who are very effective listeners. And then there are people who are very poor listeners, right? And if there's constant interruption in conversations, it's just too much for me. So let's go over some of these continents. Let's go over some of these different typical areas around the world who may have culture one, two, and three. So let's start off with Asians, Japan, China south korea vietnam indonesia bhutan even central asia kyrgyzstan kazakhstan if we look at i'm gonna i'm gonna exclude uh, central asia very quickly sorry my uzbeks and my kirks and everything i'm just gonna you know because it's a little bit different uh you guys have more of a almost a, a, a eastern russian influence too so i'm not exactly sure i don't know too much and so i'm just gonna take myself out of that but In regards to Asian culture in general, on the continent of Asia, I'm not talking Asian-American, but on the continent of Asia, I do believe that they fall within culture number one. Uh, There are long silences. Now, if you look at Japanese culture, remember, I uh, used to get it ready to do, um, you know, work at one of the big banks out here in Thailand. And a lot of Japanese Actually, do work with this specific bank. I remember while I was training some of the corporate finance executives and audit executives, uh, I used to, you know, see a whole bunch of people in suits walk by, and I'm like, "Who are they?" And one of the big trainers of the entire company, 15,000 person company, it's a bank, right? Said, "Oh, you know, there's a lot of Japanese employees here." So they all sit into sit in a room, and they all sit around this table, 15 people, and they're so quiet. And I'm like, whoa, what's going on here? I'm just so amazed. I'm like, oh, my God, this is, this is stunning. And they just wait for their superior to walk in. And, of course, they all stand up, and then they sit down, and they say not a word the entire time. And I know that that is long silences and no interruption whatsoever. Now, here in Thailand, pretty much the same, absolutely the same. Um. Again, I don't know so much about Malaysian culture. I've only been there on several occasions. Uh, Singaporean culture, I'm not very much aware of. Hong Kong, I was only there for four days. Vietnam, I'm not in the position to know or to say whether or not they fall into culture number one. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, But I do believe they are because they're so cordial. They're so calm, cool, collective just beautiful souls, man. I love my Vietnamese so much. I've traveled to Dalat, Ho Chi Minh City. I've made some of the best friends ever out there in good old Vietnam. Um, But yeah, nonetheless, I do believe Asian culture falls into this. So let's go on to another part. Northern Europeans. Okay, we're talking about the Swedes. We're talking about the Finnish. We're talking about the Norwegians. Now, again, I've met Norwegians. They are very calm, extremely calm. And it's, it's so interesting. I have not necessarily worked with them, but you know, I actually taught one and she was in my class for a little bit, but Oh my God, the disinterest in her. Oh, it was so much. I'm just like, Holy Jesus. I can't take this. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, listen. Um, my thing is even seeing them at the new year's party that I went to the new year's party and you know, the three, but the main boss who was there, who's doing a phenomenal job scaling the entire business, Uh, and the two Norwegians, including the lady who I had taught, you know, back in December. um, You know, they were just very cool, and they spoke very calmly and stuff like that. And so I believe that, given the fact Northern European countries, I do believe they fall into culture number one, too. I really, really do believe that. If not, they might go into culture number two. Maybe, okay? Never been to Northern Europe, but considering that I've met some wonderful Swedes and some wonderful Norwegians and I've never met anyone, any Finnish folks, except one. She was, oh, she was an ass, but that's just one person. Uh, Yeah, she totally just hurry up and got free content and unfollowed me on Instagram. Oh my God, it was horrible. So anyways, nonetheless. Okay, so in saying that, that's why I think Northern Europeans fall. Southern Europeans. Um, We're talking the Spanish, the Portuguese, et cetera, et cetera. I do believe they fall in culture three. Yes. Yes. I've got Spanish blood. Shout out to all my folks out there in Spain. Uh, Again, the colonization of Puerto Rico, Juan Ponce de Leon at the end of the 1400s. He did a good old colonization of uh, the good old island of Puerto Rico. I don't even know if it was called Puerto Rico at that same time, but yes, I am Puerto Rican. Okay. My ma- mother was born, obviously, in America, and my grandmother was born in San Juan, Puerto Rico. So, again, given the fact that my mother is crazy as hell, and again, Puerto Ricans are a very extreme version of Spanish people. <laughs> My Spanish people, they're so wonderful. Cool. Man, I've met some of the most gracious. And I love my Spanish. Oh, I love them so much. My Puerto Ricans are crazy, though. And this is why I love them so much, too. And so I would say you guys follow uh, culture number three. However, I have never met anyone from Portugal. However, big shout out to whoever is listening to me in Porto, okay? Man, I it is so hard to meet Portuguese, people. I'm not talking about Brazilian Portuguese. I'm talking about Portuguese from Portugal. All day. It just seems like they never travel. I swear if I ever meet anyone. Hey, where are you from? I'm from Portugal. I will give them the biggest hug and kiss. No pun intended. Saying, oh my God, it is about goddamn time I met someone from that country. So anyways, I think you're following culture number three. Okay. Italians, absolutely culture number three. Okay. Absolutely. You know why? Because I worked in not even a first general We're talking an office full, a dental office, in five docks, Sydney, Australia. All Italians. I remember I was eating lunch. Now, remember, the Italians, they're so fucking fun. Oh, it is entertaining. I swear, one of the patients, there was someone kissing in public, and he was like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? He said that, and I started roaring in laughter. The dentist was looking at me like, "What are you laughing at? I'm like, bro, I've been wanting to see that all my life. I always saw that in movies, but I never thought it was real. And then I remember sitting in the, 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 the lunchroom and, oh my God, they literally started cussing each other out. There's this la- there was this lady there. Uh, I don't even know how old she was, but they started just, oh, it was terrible. I don't know. I, I guess they hate her. Some people hated her something like that. But then let's just say there were a bunch of fuck bombs and a bunch of, Yo, lazy ass. You know what? Kiss, kiss my bloody ass. It, it was the cri- Oh, my God. I'm like, dude, you guys are so in the face. That's why I love you guys. So I'm going to go culture number three. Now, let's go to Middle Easterners. Ooh. Oh, man. um, This is hard. I'm going to go culture number one. However, Saudi Arabia is different from the rest. So Oman and, um, oh man, no, no, because I had students from Yemen and Afghanistan, and they would interrupt constantly too. Yeah, I'm going to go culture number two, although I, I wouldn't be surprised if they fall into culture number three. All right. And so I don't know. This is just by my experience, right? Uh, I met a lot of people from Syria, Afghanistan, Saudi Arabia, and anytime I spoke to the men, there were just a lot of interruptions. So I'm just going by what I experienced. It's no, no big deal whatsoever. No big deal whatsoever. But it is an experience. And it gives me experience, you know, being able to deal with people from particular areas of the world. That's all. So North Americans, the Canadians, uh, even the Mexicans, they're part of North America. I, uh, I'm pretty sure Mexico is part of North America. Anything south of Mexico, Central America. Now, as a matter of fact, I'm totally wrong. I do believe that anything Northwest of South America is apparently North America. So I excuse myself. Ha, and so, but the thing is, United States is totally different from anything South and Southeast from where we are. Canada, they could sometimes be culture number one. They probably go into two. America, you could go from one to three and just 200 meters, (laughs) okay, honestly. It just all depends, to be honest with you. Now, to be honest, uh, Mexico uh, again, I uh, taught at my alma mater, my Mexican uh, and El Salvadorian students, man, dude, they were the best. I still keep in touch with one, as a matter of fact. So grateful to see that he's doing so extraordinarily well. You know, this is someone who I did as my little stint before coming out here to Thailand. And uh, his name is Jose. And... Again, just such a beautiful experience and having the pleasure of being able to teach, you know, uh, several of my students from uh, that, you know, that specific area of the country, per se, uh, or of the world. And so, but Mexican, they could fall into culture number two very quickly. Uh, Hondurans, I would assume, culture number one. Costa Ricans, perhaps, culture number one could be culture number two very easily. Uh, Guatemalans, it all depends. Honestly, it just all depends on people, on class, like, okay, lower class, middle class, upper class, stuff like that. It just all depends. Latin Americans, now, they're just clustering everyone together. Now, Latin Americans, I'm guessing they're talking about Mexico all the way down to Brazil, Argentina. Now, Brazil and Argentina, I love all of you so much, but we know that Brazilians can easily fall into culture number three. Easily, very easily. And you know this, okay? Uh, Chileans, I, I don't know. They could range from two to three. Maybe if you get lucky, one. But I do believe that Chile falls into two. Colombians, it could be two, one. And I, the majority of my students currently right now are Colombian, uh, At you know, exception of, okay, Peruvian here, Venezuelan over here and whatnot. But like, boy, more than a dozen are all Colombians. And so they fall into two you know? And so it just really depends. Now, Africans. Oh, this is good. This is real good. Um, you know what? I'm going three. I'm going three. It's chaos. Uh, Sub-Saharan African countries, obviously, if you're in the DPR, or if you go down to Kenya, Ethiopia, stuff, I've seen, I mean, I ran with people back in uh, my college, back in Arizona, uh, from Chad, Zambia, kenya those are the three i remember tyson joseph and i don't remember the guy from chad's name but the other girl was from kenya uh along with david i thought david was going to be like an olympian there were a few olympians that came out of that college which is unreal uh donald being one of them but donald was american uh he ran for israelis uh four by four yeah i don't know if they made the finals of that year i don't know if that was 2012 or 2016 but yeah, can you imagine I actually ran with some of these people? Just freaks of nature. I'm disappointed that a lot of them from like Grenada and Trinidad really didn't do much. Uh, I was really hoping to see them in the Olympic Games, but nah, they never made it. So anyways, uh, Africans, they fall number three very easily. And I've seen videos and I know, oh, this video's not about videos. Oh, come on, man. I've been around folks. I live with them, okay, out there and, uh, at my, you know, at the college. Um uh, I've I've talked to them, I've seen everything. Uh, it's it's chaos. It's chaos. Not all. Not all. They're also that not all Namibian, Western Africa, if I'm not mistaken, totally different. They are unbelievable. But again, we go to Central Africa, it could be full-on riot. <laughs> okay. Even Egypt. I love my Egyptians, but I know that there are some constant interruptions that happen out there too. It's all good. Now, Australia, yeah, so I'm going culture three for the entire continent of Africa. Now, including my North African countries, Morocco, Tunisia, Algeria, et cetera, et cetera. Absolutely. Now, Australasians, we're talking Australia. uh, We're talking the French Polynesian, talking the Samoa, Tuvalu, Tokelau, uh, Tahiti, if I'm not mistaken, um, Tonga, uh, again, Australia, New Zealand, Australia. Honestly, it just depends. I think I think Australia and New Zealand falls very easily into culture number two. At times, culture number three. Now not New Zealand though. I really think New Zealand can be very cordial. They could be up to one sometimes. But to be honest, there's I it's more number two. Now, number two is not bad. It's just short silences. It's like one, two, one, two, one, two. It could be one, two, one, two, sometimes. Some interruption, right? Culture number three is like. One, one, two, 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 one, one, two, one, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, you had to say It's just everything at the same fucking time. All right. Uh now the Samoans, I, I don't really, you know, I went to college with the Samoan at the same time. I went to college with all those runners. And uh George. George Tua. Man, that was one of the most amazing human beings I ever met in my life. This guy could play whatever. I think it was a ukulele, which wasn't really popular at the time. He could sing his ass off. He was, uh, the he, he could have easily played the role of Dwayne Johnson. Okay, I kid you not. The size, the, the, the charisma, the everything that he had was just amazing. And I do believe, I don't know if it, no, he wasn't Tongan, he was Samoan. And this is probably why I have become so attached to Samoa in general, because I just, I just love them like I do my next breath. And I still do want to travel to Apia. Um, and so with that being said, still on my goals list, COVID, get the fuck out of here. Thank you. And so now we're going to listen to three business meetings. Okay. And based on the culture, like long silences, short silences, no silences, you are going to determine whether or not, okay, is this culture number one, culture number two, culture number three. All right. So here we go. Let's dive into this.
1: Extract one.
0: Let's do it.
1: Okay. You've all had a chance to look at the quarterly sales figures. Yes, they're terrible. Agreed. But if I could just finish, we're 30% down on projections. The question is, why? Can I just come in here? It seems to me that our marketing strategy is all wrong. Now, just a minute. Are you trying to say this is our fault? Well, what else can it be? I mean... We're offering generous discounts. Look, sorry to interrupt again, but... No, hear me out. We're offering very generous discounts to our biggest customers as part of our introductory offer, and sales are still slow. Something's going wrong, and I say it's the marketing. Well, if you ask me, the problem is the product itself. And what is wrong with the product? Baby Slim is an innovative addition to our product line. Innovative, yes. But there is no market for diet baby food. I said so at the very beginning. Who's going to admit they've got a fat baby? You know, maybe <laughs> she has a point.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, that was fantastic. Who the hell thinks there is? a... I'm sorry. No it, for no disrespect to anyone out there who is creating uh, diet and uh, food for babies and uh, thinking about giving you know, uh, babies uh, uh, diet and baby food. And I think that could be a brilliant idea. And I do believe I've seen some big, a- <laughs> hey, listen, it's not because the parents, it ain't about the child. I just feel bad for the child because the mother, instead of bringing him in like different healthy things, this boy in about a year, this boy is so big. I don't even know how old he is. The boy can barely even squeeze into his shit. I mean, about three, four years old. He over here wearing booty pants, man. I'm like, and hey, guess what? Every goddamn Sunday afternoon, She's coming in with some ultra fat Krispy Kreme donuts or something that's sugary out of this world, dooming that goddamn boy. And so I do believe that there is a market, but yeah, market where? And again, is it really going to work? So she made a great point. So here we go. Let's go into uh, tw- the next one. And I thought that was really funny though. Extract anyway, 2 Let's do it.
1: So that's the position. The company has been officially declared bankrupt. Yes. And our chief executive officer has been arrested on charges of corruption. God damn. Yes. Of course, our company president has been on television to make a public apology. Of course. But there was nothing he could do. Of course not. Gentlemen, it is a black day in our company's proud history. Yes. A very black day. Very, very black. Can I just come in here? Please, do. Well, it's just a suggestion. But shouldn't we all be looking for new jobs?
0: Yeah, Uh. very sad. Okay, we already know where that falls in. We gotta listen to conversation number three and see what happens. But, oh my god, arrested on fraud Hodges. Oh my god. Man, that's unfortunate. You guys may have heard somebody many- well, I was listening to this. I was like, man, this is like so many different companies that have happened <laughs> that have just fallen. Um, yeah, eh, and nah, that ain't sad. If you're if you're doing fraud, well, you know, get your ass arrested. Uh, yeah, get your monkey ass arrested. But yeah, <laughs> they were so serious. I mean, that was that was great. That was great acting. Okay, so here we go. Let's go into the last one. Now, either this is number two or number three. You choose.
1: Act three. Now just a minute. Just a minute. There's no way we're going to accept this. Could I just... They can't make English the official company language. Could I just... If head office thinks we're all going to speak English from now on... Could I just finish what I was saying? Frankly, it's bad enough that we have to speak English in these meetings. Please, let me finish. No one is suggesting we can't speak our own language. But that is exactly what they are suggesting. Can I just say something? Go ahead. Well, as I understand it, this is only a proposal at this stage. That's precisely what I was trying to say before I was interrupted. Now, hang on a second. If I could just finish. The idea is to introduce English gradually over the next two years. Oh, no. Not while I'm in charge of human resources. Yes, well, that brings us on to item two on the agenda. Restructuring the human resources department.
0: Damn. Oh my god, can you imagine? Oh, that is just funny. Holy shit, she said restructure. Can you imagine how he feels about that? You guys know what that means? restructuring. Uh yeah. If you're head of HR, yeah, we're gonna have to restructure you. Meaning, you might have to be demoted, buddy. Oh man. Restructure. That is the last word you want to hear in regards to anything. There's a lot of restructuring. Obviously, you guys have heard this is some of the, you know, some of the role play things that I've actually uh, made you listen to and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, the last thing you want to hear is restructure because, I mean, there's going to be mass layoffs. So, oh, I love it. Conversation with culture one, two, and three. Pretty clear cut. You guys pretty much know. <clears throat> Excuse me, Jesus. Um, but yeah, that one was a pure chaos. And very unfortunate, to be honest with you. She went into item number two without any set goals, legitimacy, nothing. Like, okay, this is going to be the official company language. Okay, and? And the people who are arguing against it, okay, what's the problem? Okay, do we need to up your skills? Do we need to learn more English? Do we need to get, like, a trainer in here? There's someone I know. His name's Arsenio. There it is. <laughs> okay? But at the same time, I don't understand the problem with making it an official language but to be honest with you she went into item number two without even closing item number one and that is the problem ladies and gentlemen with these types of meetings so with that being said people thank you so much for today to another wonderful Arsenio esl podcast oh my god i'll be seeing you guys in the next one and we are going to discuss uh, things even uh, further We're going to be talking about uh, the wonderful meeting people across cultures, and we're going to talk about four different cultures in particular, along with some great collocations that you guys will love and other things, and then from there, we'll just uh, speak about the different scenarios in terms of communication styles. So with that being said, people, thank you for tuning in to another one, and stay tuned for more. I'm your host, as always, over and out.